0: Every day we the Pilots and
1: Podcast. Welcome to the Pilots and Pitards Podcast. This is Drew. I'm the pragmatic and bleeding heart cyclops of this podcast.
0: I'm Jimbo, the anti-millennial, non-conforming, existentialist, pilot critic, and Kenny of the Podcast. And this is the podcast with nothing much ado about aircrafts, and potentially everything to do with the first episode of a filmic series. Disclaimer. A word in the title,
1: petard, is a word. It's a real word. Look it up later so you don't get hoist by your own petard. Contact us to sponsor a show or Slander rival. Both are good, and we would
0: do either for money. And if you enjoyed today's ad-free entertainment, then you owe us. We could stack never-ending crooked ads. We could create sob stories as to why we need your hard-earned money, but we don't. Repay your debt by leaving us an iTunes rating or tell someone else about our podcast, or listen to more episodes. Yeah, today's episode, we will cast judgment on whether to hoist or not to hoist the pilot episode from the hit series, My Name is Earl. Drew, can you give us just a basic rundown of this first pilot episode?
1: Sure thing, Jimbo. So in the pilot episode of My Name is Earl, we are introduced to Earl Hickey. He is a kind of shady bro shady dude who you know largely takes care of the people around him but kind of takes advantage of the strangers in his life or the people that he just kind of doesn't care about so not evil but not a nice person earl wins the lottery and while he is celebrating winning the lottery he is hit by a car and he loses the lottery ticket while he is in recovery he gets divorced from his wife he can't find the ticket he has nowhere to live and in his lowest point he hears a message about karma and about doing good things. So Earl decides to turn his life around by making a list of things to change or a list of things to fix and to cross those things off his list. And lo and behold, as he is crossing off the very first thing, he finds the lottery ticket. And so he feels that the the world is rewarding him. And so Earl sets off to right his very first wrong in this series.
0: So this show... Was was my
1: choice for
0: our second episode, and as I mentioned at the tail end of our first episode, this is my second favorite uh, series of all time. To me, it's it's a pretty special show. I have a, I have a, a nice relationship with the characters and uh, Earl. So I first I first started watching the show in college, and it would have been about two thousand nine, and I was watching them on reruns. In fact, I, I DVR'd. The, the series and I pretty much probably I've watched it in chronological order at the time I I was uh, becoming more and more concerned with environmental issues and social issues so I feel like part of my appeal to the show was my connection with Earl I mean I wasn't I was never quite as much of a scumbag as Earl but you know I used, I used to binge drink and you know did did my fair share of things I'm not so proud of today. So I think in, in that case, you know, I, I instantly could relate uh, with Earl and his quest to become a better person. And then the show, you know, it's funny. It's, you know, classic, cliche, uh, white trash humor. It's got a little a little bit for everyone. There's physical comedy, you know, there's cheap puns, there's social critique. So I think I think it's a very solid show. I've seen it all the way through probably three times. And I've seen a lot of the episodes multiple times. The actors are good. The characters are fun, and you know, it, you know, it is what it is. And for the record, um, I'm going to be very biased, as, as if you can't tell already. Uh, you know, because I, I, I like this show so much. So, in fact, I recently watched it. Helen and I watched the whole series uh, through in order over the summer. So, you know, it's it's somewhat fresh with me as well. And so now, we're going to go ahead and uh, dive into this. So we're going to start. With our highs, our lows,
1: and our MVPs? The the first high point is real solid acting. There's some weird stuff going on in this pilot. You're you're being asked to believe a lot, you're being asked to digest a lot, but you know, everyone just kinda acts normal. There's some weird things going on, but this pilot does a good job of introducing you to this world which is definitely grounded in our world but also definitely a little bit wackier a little bit zanier a little a little less consequences for some wrongdoing but you know maybe that's a different experience for a different place than i necessarily grew up i applaud the show for bringing us in as viewers so quickly to this world that we may or may not be as familiar with. I think another high point is a really solid acting cast. Um, A lot of great actors who have been, have had supporting roles in other things. I'm thinking of Earl, you know, Jason Lee. I'm thinking of Ethan Embry. Yeah, Jamie Presley. Just like, yeah, like a murderer's row of supporting actors who are all given featured roles and are all just, you know, really taking this opportunity and running with it. So uh, a great world-building episode and really strong performances to ground us in kind of this zany world. So those are definitely my high points. The pilot really stays
0: true to uh, the characters, or the series does a great job of staying true.
1: I think another high point for me would definitely be the physical comedy. A lot of great physical comedy from almost the entire cast. You know, some great awkward white guy dancing in the middle, really nice, uh, body language between the characters, some, you know, what appears to be a brutal punch to the back of the skull with a, uh, a telephone sold really well. You mentioned the physical comedy, it should be called out again. And yeah, that's, that's a great place to be. I think that's, that's definitely a high point. I think, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a 30 minute sitcom, so it's supposed to be a comedy, But um, this this is a comedy in a lot of different ways. Good visual humor, but uh, no, the physical comedy is what really sets it apart.
0: So one of my high points piggybacks off of yours, really. But uh, you know, Randy is a strong. Randy enjoyed both. I think are really strong supporting characters. I think I think as as a viewer, you have to like both those characters in first episode. So I I feel like those are both high points. Uh, Spoiler: the opening is going to be my MVP. And then the other high point that, that I would like to mention, I wrote down a note, tastefully offensive. I, I feel like I feel like this show is very tastefully offensive. It does have a lot of offensive jokes, but they're done in a tasteful way where it's it's more um it's more like a joke on the genre and on the stupidity of of the characters, which are also a representation of the stupidity of of people in general.
1: I'm gonna come back to the idea of being quote-unquote tastefully offensive in my MVP. So interesting that we're both kind of tiptoeing around each other's MVPs. But um, coming back to that, I really like how you mentioned uh, the supporting performances. Uh, A lot of people are doing a lot with not a lot of screen time. Um, I I admit that I have seen this show before, but I've never really made the conscious effort to watch it chronologically, even though for a sitcom in my memory – This sitcom does a better job of progressing the characters and moving the storyline than, say, a traditional sitcom, which aims to just kind of keep everything in the status quo. I want to shout out Crab Man. Delightfully subtle performance. Very funny. Every time he was on screen, he, you know, really brought you into what he was doing. And so much of his acting was not verbal. So um, I like that you brought up some of the supporting actors. And yeah, Jamie Presley, I, I am continually astounded by the fact that she has not worked as much comedically after this show. And that I remember, I remember when she was in Poison Ivy too, because I, re- I rented that movie from Blockbuster and did not want to show the cover to my parents because I rented it for the same reason a lot of young men rented that movie. They wanted to see Jamie Presley. And so I did not know that she was very funny. So I'm glad you shouted out uh, some supporting roles because I agree. I think the supporting roles are definitely a, a huge high point.
0: Okay, I think so. Let's so let's go ahead and move on. If you want, uh, start us off with any of your low points, if you if you, if you could even find any. I,
1: I think the low point kind of comes with the storytelling, not necessarily the characters, not necessarily the story. I feel like this pilot. I'm I'm going to compare this pilot to last week's pilot. The West Wing in a few different ways. Um, The West Wing is definitely an enmity media race. You know, it's it's a story where you're jumping in the middle of it and there is very, very, very little origin throw you into the story. And that's great. You know, like a lot of pieces of fiction do that. And it's effective. It's an effective storytelling device. Earl goes the different way. Um, I was keeping an eye on the clock and Earl doesn't get his list and Earl kind of doesn't begin his adventure. To write the wrongs until about um, 16 minutes into the show. So I was like, man, how are they going to write this wrong? And so I think one of my only low points really was in terms of storytelling, uh, there was a lot of buildup at the beginning of the episode. And it's a pilot, it's supposed to do that. But the way that Earl resolves his list is quick. It's kind of, it reminds me a little bit of seeing Guardians of the Galaxy 2 earlier this year. I didn't have a concept of when the movie was going to end and what the conclusion would be. And then I was kind of let down by the conclusion. I'm not saying the conclusion of this story let me down. It was, it was satisfying. I was happy for the actors and I was like, cool, man, Earl's a better person. You know, I just think that maybe if they did it again, they could tighten up the opening, even though it's a lot of fun and then give more time to Earl's story with the guy he's trying to help. But again, that's a really really small problem and it's it's a solid pilot. So they don't need to make that change. That's just something I noticed and something that got to me a little bit and I think it's only because I was watching this pilot through the lens of knowing that we would discuss it on a podcast.
0: Drew, I think you are the first person to ever think so deeply about the storytelling in the pilot of My Name is Earl congratulations to you for that sir i can kind of see what you're saying because it is a sitcom and the primary goal for the audience is probably to laugh the exposition although traditionally you know you don't want to draw it out too much which you clearly in in hindsight i can definitely um, acknowledge that but because it was so funny i you know I, i think it was still pretty successful and then it's a sitcom so i mean the the analysis that you're giving to the, to the problem and solution in the, in the build up, I think it's a little deeper than what the show is intended for. If, if you probably agree.
1: I would disagree. Um, I would say upon watching the show again, the show is much deeper than I remember. I think I might not have given it as much credit as I should have. And I'm going to come back to that. In my MVP. Yeah. It's a sitcom, but you know, sitcoms, have a message. And I, I am a person that thinks that art is, if not political, then at least has a message. And so I agree. It's a funny, funny pilot and they don't have to change it because it's successful. I, I only picked a low point because I knew we would talk about it, but I do think it's a valid low point And that, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope Greg Garcia, the guy who created the show thought about it more than I did, but no, I'll, I'll stand by my statement.
0: I, you know, to be honest, I, I was actually looking for a low point in the, the notes I took aren't even I don't even really consider them low points. I, I wrote the drinking and driving, but that's not really a low point because that's that's character development. And then the other thing I wrote down is it is they do they're They are degrading women. You know, Jamie Presley is wearing, you know, tight, very short, you know, skimpy clothing. Catalina, the the maid is also, you know, wearing like a sexy maid outfit. It kind of makes it accept or not or not acceptable, but it's more, I feel like, of a critique.
1: I want to jump in there. Um I, I certainly don't want a devil's advocate um saying no it's okay for women to be portrayed this way. I I think there might have been a greater theme throughout it because if we're talking about skin, Randy is spending half the episode in his in his underwear and his his overshirt on a couch. So If we wanted to go minute by minute, he's showing some skin there too, as is the crab man, you know, who's, who's, you know, definitely got some sons out guns out. Yeah. Randy definitely ogles a a woman's posterior, but I I would say that I could agree with the sexism and the objectification to a degree, you know, it's there. And if other people see it, I'm not going to deny their reality and their perception, I will say that I think you're not picking up as much on the male objectification that's in there, which is you know, it's there. The the drinking and driving stuff. I think it it's very much in context what is good behavior and what is bad behavior. And I don't think that a lot of the behavior is being glorified. I think that it is being portrayed in the context of the show.
0: Now for the MVP. So I've I've seen the pilot episode probably probably four or five times. And, you know, I never, I never critically analyzed it. I never took notes on my name is Earl before. No, I take that back. One time I was, I was going to take a list of, and I was going to try and reproduce his actual list. So I, I, that was the only time I ever took any notes on Earl. It only lasts like one or two, two episodes. I was, I was looking at it way closer than I've ever looked at Earl before. And man, the, I just really loved the opening. It was so like every little thing about it was just like it was I was smiling. It was like, you know that guy that smokes and buys lotto tickets and drinks at a tall boy and it shows the family and they're afraid to get out of the car and like just all those like all those little builds up and he's like, you know that guy? Like I'm exactly who you think I am. And then he, you know, he just goes into his whole life tricked into marriage. You know Earl Junior's black, and just all those those little things. Even like Randy at the bar, and you know, and it's B seven, which is a reoccurring thing throughout the series. B seven, and Randy stands up. Oh no, you didn't. Uh, yeah. You know, just all that little stuff was just so awesome. So I, my MVP is the opening. I think the opening sets the scene. It gets you. um, I mean, it's it's funny, and I I thought it was well done.
1: I almost definitely agree. Um, I didn't mention it as a high point. When he's in the parking lot and he's picking up garbage, you get a shot of the list. So I did pause both times to look, and it was interesting. Uh, there were tasks on there, and the shorthand was kind of fun. I should have written it down. In that in that regard, one of my high points definitely could have been attention to detail. Really, really great shots. Um, a lot of effort being put into establishing these characters. I definitely agree with you. My My low point was kind of uneven pacing, but... It, it was a low point, just to put one out there, because the, the good things about the opening far outweigh any dissatisfaction I have with pacing at the end of the show. And I, I have watched future episodes of the show, and um, I believe that they do bring in audio clips, if not video clips, from the opening in later seasons and later episodes, and they kind of incorporate it into, I guess, the intro and so it it's, I think your MVP is the MVP that just keeps on giving. My pilot MVP is the comparison between the way the people of the My Name is Earl's Town are treated versus the way that the people in the West Wing are treated. You might ostensibly think that the West Wing is a very liberal show, very even-handed, very fair, but in the pilot episode, the villains of the show with very little backstory and even less motivation beyond, hey, don't you hate it when those Fox News guys tell you how to live your life? You know, they're, they're talked down to, they're put in their place, and they are summarily swept out the door with very little nuance. This show, which presumably, you know, might strike a chord with more conservative people, is a lot more fair and even handed to a greater number of people we talked last week about diversity in terms of the cast. Um, My Name is Earl has a much more diverse cast. Uh, in addition to that, My Name is Earl is very respectful to many of its, uh, to many of its persons. Um, Earl is living an earnest life. Earl is not necessarily living an honest life, but the people around him who are living honest lives are given respect. You know, they're not looked down upon for their jobs or for where they live or for their beliefs, for that matter. And in addition, in the very first episode of My Name is Earl, we have an interracial marriage. We have a character coming out being assisted by a character who's not as comfortable with homosexuality. And this is a this is a show from 2005. So, yeah, there were some, quote unquote, woke people back then. But, you know, Earl's reaction is probably still somewhat understandable in some rural parts of America. So I think my MVP is that I think My Name is Earl deals with class issues a lot better than the West Wing, because one thing I talked about last week was this idea of punching down. And when I say punching down, it means when you're making a joke or if you're making a point at the expense of people with less institutional power, you're punching down. And the West Wing was very erudite. It was very smart. It was obviously well-funded. The people in it were famous. Martin Sheen's a movie star and Rob Lowe's a movie star. That, That show had a lot of juice going for it. And in their first show, they decided to establish themselves by punching down and taking characters that the core audience of that show already probably disliked and got you on their side by taking some more cheap shots. This show, on the other hand, I felt like gave respect to... People that you know kind of get well. Whatever I'll say, they get shit on. I think Malcolm in the Middle is a show about blue collar values and people. I think Roseanne is a show about blue collar values and people. I think that My Name Is Earl is a show about blue collar values and people. And even in My Name Is Earl, it shows that Earl can grow. And once Earl meets a homosexual, it's not what he thinks it is. And so. I think my MVP is that My Name is Earl does a much better job giving dignity and giving voice to middle America than the West Wing did. Because I feel like they were a punchline in the West Wing, but I feel like in My Name is Earl, people who do make up a big part of our country were given more respect. And so I feel like this show, which worked for me as a liberal, pretty left-wing dude would also probably work for a pretty right-wing dude, whereas the West Wing really skewed to one political side. And it's a show about politics. So I can understand it being more overtly political, but I kind of like how My Name is Earl was very subversive in terms of getting you to understand the characters, even if that's not your background. Whereas the West Wing, I don't think, did a very good job of that.
0: Those are some very excellent points you bring up. And and I, and I I agree. I mean, I I had mentioned in episode one about The West Wing how how it was extremely liberal or or something to those. Yeah, I think a lot of conservatives, as as we kind of talked about with the portrayal of the Christian right, would have been rubbed off. You know, they they wouldn't probably watch that show after the first episode. And I think Earl, yeah, I think Earl speaks to uh, a huge audience. I think even even if you didn't appreciate the white trash humor, I think I think it would still be funny show because a lot of that stuff it's it's just funny whether you're white trash or not or whether you understand white trash or not i don't self-identify as white trash but you know my my family we grew up in a trailer and you know like i like I, i can kind of relate to these like weird you know things you know you kind of call it like mysticism or something i think or uh whimsical or you know whatever word you use but uh yeah it's it's kind of funny like you know when you you know, like, you know, people that live in a trailer park and you can kind of see like this would could definitely happen. Like, like white city is a famous place for me back home. Like white city is like the trailer park boys, or my name is Earl or Joe dirt. Like, like, like all this stuff from those shows, like that's white city. And it's like really funny when you can, you know, directly relate that to someone you knew from white city. And so now I think we are ready to move on to any dangling threads that that we either wanted to bring up that didn't quite fit or any issues that we want to dive into further. Drew, I'll, I'll go ahead and pass the ball to you if, if you want to start us off.
1: Um, my dangling thread is once it kind of goes back to my MVP because I want to ask the question to you and, you know, to our listeners, what's more important is a show like my name is Earl, which is not overtly political, but might have more inclusivity, And kind of shows that inclusivity better in terms of having a social agenda than the West Wing. Because I feel like the West Wing is a lot of talk without a lot of action. Whereas My Name is Earl is a lot of action without a lot of talk. So I feel like the social message of My Name is Earl is very subversive and very implicit. Implicit in that, you know, he's he loses his wife to a black guy. They're ostensibly in a Southern town and Earl kind of is just like, you know what? That's how it goes. Um, Earl is accepting of a gay person and we see his arc. Earl, um, you know, is friends with the Latina maid right off the bat and there's not really a big deal made of it. So there's a lot of showing and not telling of Earl being accepting. And, you know, maybe he's teaching a lesson about forming friend groups and forming families where you can find them regardless of who they are. Whereas the West Wing, I feel like was preachy, but when it came down to changing minds or being accepting of people who are different, you know, like they kind of, they kind of like ripped on the Christian right for being like, you assholes, be more accepting, you assholes. Like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a person who believes that your values are demonstrated by what you do and not by what you say. And I'm a teacher and I say that to students a lot. So I feel like my name is Earl is walking the walk. Whereas the West Wing is talking the talk. And so my question to you is, what do you think is more valuable? That's kind of my dangling thread. And if you feel like you address that in the MVP, that's fine. But I just wanted to further tease that string out.
0: To really discuss this, we'd have to maybe unpack what what even valuable or more important is. Do you, you mean in the bigger scheme? Or I mean, these both of these shows... It's fair to say that their primary goal is not politics or, or changing society. It's it's entertainment. And I think their primary focus is um, viewers. So, I mean, what um, do you want to maybe just clarify what you mean by, by which show has more value?
1: Yes. Very good points. You're right. Very ambiguous. I, I threw some big ideas out, the, out there. Let's make a hypothetical situation. You have a 12-year-old nephew with you. You are hanging out with that kid, and that kid has said something awful at school. They made a racial remark, or they made a... Let's say they made a homophobic remark at school. Would you sit them down and show them an episode? Would you show them the West Wing to maybe get them to think more about... Liberal politics, or would you show them? My name is Earl, and which one do you think would be more valuable to teach someone who's ignorant and young a lesson?
0: Well, I agree with you. I think my name is Earl, um, and and that's one of the things. In fact, and I think this kind of segments, segues into one of my uh, stragglers is just the moral. The the show has a cool moral, and I think anytime that you can mix in those morals with with entertainment. That's, that's great because you have someone that's watching this show because for whatever reason they want to laugh, they want to blow steam, they had a long day. And you know, if, if you can just poke them with some of these good messages, I think that that never hurts and it can only do good. And even, even if that person doesn't change their, their life, they at least like know this idea in the back of their head that, you know, even Earl is accepting of interracial couple. It was his wife, or even Earl can go to a gay bar because he wants to try. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm being like a dreamer, you know, but I'm not the only one, right?
1: You're not. I, I absolutely hear what you're saying. And I, uh, you, you talked about your past and your background and my past and my background is not Earl's. Both my parents had postgraduate degrees and, you know, I, I went to private school, so we're on different spectrums. We're on different sides of the tracks as far as Earl goes, but I will say this, um, the first time I did go to a gay bar with my cousin, I was uncomfortable. I was younger. Been to gay bar since, and so I think that in some ways Earl shows rather than tells. But when he goes to the gay bar, he's he shows in different ways that he's more of a non judgmental person and more of an accepting person than necessarily people who perceive themselves to be super liberal and super accepting are. And then when they're faced with, well, here's the rubber meeting the road, we we do have biases. And that's not to say we can keep those biases and that we should live by whatever biases we have, but that, yeah, you know, like growth is a continuum. It's not an overnight switch. Can I,
0: can I just point out some of the, just some of the things I wrote down that I really liked, just very, very, very small, just a couple dagglers, I guess. Um, for one, I love when, when Randy's like giving him a hard time about his stupid list and he starts reading off the list and he's, he reads something along the lines of like Pete in a cop car and Earl says no longer proud of that. And you know, I just like, that's like, that's the little things I just love about that show. It's like, you know, like they're making, I mean, most people would think that that was kind of cool that you peed in a cop, you know, a cop's car. And then you know, like Earl, he is like, like as you mentioned, he's trying to be a better person. And, You know, he's like now he acknowledges that you know that is really cool, but he's no longer proud of that because you know he's like trying to be a better person. And then of course, you know, a few moments later, he gets his he gets his money back, which kind of you know fits into like a cliche fairy tale. Which maybe that that also plays into the mysticism, but I, I just think it makes it a really fun show. And it just has so much, I mean, like, you know, like a 12 year old could watch that show and just really enjoy it. And as long as you're okay with them seeing, you know, some, you know, some sex jokes and things like that every once in a while, I think it'd be a great shirt for even, you know, somewhat, somewhat more mature kids. Over.
1: This is the last time I'll pull us back to last week. Are you sure? Yes. Jimbo, you're the one who told me last week that coincidence is what drives stories. So, I thought about you saying that to me when the lottery ticket blows up to his foot. And I was like, don't overthink it. Just coincidence is part of fiction.
0: Well, I'm glad you didn't bring that up because, yeah, if the lottery ticket wouldn't have blown back to him, he would have been stealing something that night because they would have needed a place to stay and they would have needed something to eat. So, yeah, that's the story. Like, he needs the money to support his. his. Agreed. I have one more. We kind of overlooked Carson Daly. I'm not even sure if we said Carson Daly yet. That's another one of those, those little white trash jokes where he's, he's explaining to Kenny what he's doing. And Kenny says, karma. And Earl is so oblivious. He has no idea what karma is. He says, you follow Carson Daly too? And he always gets all excited. Like that's just like such perfect white trash humor. It's like the character, you're like poking fun at the character for being stupid, but it's, you know, and it's a cheap laugh, but it's, it's funny. And I like that stuff. And you get a lot of that throughout the show. I know I got a little off topic, but yeah, coming back to Carson Daly and karma, karma is one of the main characters in this show. And the fact that it was brought to him by Carson Daly is just funny. Like, cause you think of Carson Daly as TRL, like all the kids loved him and he's like this cool guy, but then the show portrays him as like this spiritual Leader you know this this guru that's that's helping Earl completely transform his life and in and in result, Earl's going to transform the lives around him it's just It's just cool i think
1: uh, it's interesting you bring up the idea of karma i didn't know if I was going to talk about it, but there was an issue where you know I work with students and we talk about things, and I have an issue with this idea of karma being kind of appropriated by the Western world, because my understanding of karma is that karma is not a one-to-one thing that happens. You know, it's an accumulation in a different, it's in a different religion. It's an accumulation of one's own deeds over the course of a lifetime that affects them in an, in another life, in a preceding life. It's not in my understanding, at least it's not a, be good on Wednesday, and then um, you are rewarded on Thursday. I didn't have an issue with with Earl not necessarily getting the nuance of karma, but I do kind of have an issue with the Western world co-opting this important religious idea from an Eastern religion. And so I, I don't begrudge Earl, the character who is portrayed as ignorant, taking this idea of karma and running with it. I do maybe have an issue with the show pushing this i Western idea of karma um, for four years when I feel like if the opposite were true and some very important part of Christianity were kind of co-opted by Buddhists, for example, although they wouldn't do that, that would be a very controversial thing. I You brought it up, so I was going to say it, but It does kind of bug me when students say that because, you know, we have Hindu students and we have Hindu people in America and there's a really great podcast or there's a really great trailer, which is not going to be recommended. But if you have a chance to see the I am Apu trailer, it kind of talks about how South Indian stereotypes affect South Indian Americans or South Asian Americans in the United States. And so that was something I would shout out, not not Earl's issue for calling out karma that way. But maybe America and the West's issue with co-opting an important part of an Eastern religion and then co-opting it kinda of cheaply.
0: I agree in in the the aspect that the West has at least altered karma, if not, you know, as you say, uh just misrepresented it. But I think it's a little unfair of of your critique. Now, yeah, karma karma is not what most Americans think it is. If you're studying Buddhism, I think the fact that the idea of karma can can trans can transform or evolve into other things. I mean, I think that's fine. I I honestly think that that's a critique on on Americans, you know, like American elitism. I, mean, I, I think I think that's maybe just a common misconception. Just evolves into some something else and happens to. To maybe share the same name, so I also learned about karma in college when I took uh, world. In my and the way that I've always remembered it is also different than than the show. And I, and I do I do think that this Western interpretation of karma, although I, I, I said that you you were critiquing it unfairly, I do think it's just ridiculous. So I mean, in, in, in that case, I kind of agree with you that it, it's. I think it's a poor way to to look at the world. In my understanding of karma when I when I learned about it, is that is that your karma is is like your accumulation, but it's also, but it can also be you can also like build karma towards doing good or bad behaviors. And 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 that was the part of karma that really appealed to me. If you always raise your voice when you get mad, you're building karma to just always raise your voice anytime that anyone even questions you. And so that and so that was the first time that I started thinking about you know, like how my habits affect my actions. And actually it was, it was a big part of my life learning about karma. And I was able to kind of change some of my behaviors. I mean, I mean, there weren't, you know, like any behaviors that were going to land me in prison or anything, but, you know, just, just little things like getting mad if my favorite football team lost. I mean, how stupid and petty is that? But that's how I used to get, I used to get mad. I would maybe even break something in my apartment or I'd throw a controller or I'd, All right, cuss. I mean, just like silly stuff. And when I started like thinking about my karma and how those actions are making me or building up like a negative karma that are going to lead me to do something else that's maybe negative in the future, I think just kind of stepping back and thinking about that and trying to change my actions and and building a better karma, I think it really helped me. So although I I said your judgment was maybe a little unfair, I, I think I actually probably agreed with it.
1: The only thing I'll say is I don't want to use us using the word karma for two different things as a matter of convenience, because it is a religious term and I'm not calling you lazy, but I'm kind of calling our culture lazy because it's, that's not what it means. And so by excusing that and saying, well, in America, this, you know, that's, I think that it just takes a tiny bit more effort to say, no, it's what goes around comes around or it's Earl, Earl juice, you know, something like that. And it, you know, someone's got to start that, but, I think continuing it. Yes, our our western idea of karma when people put it on a tip jar next to um a cash register at a coffee shop. How hard is it to just change that? It's not. And it doesn't affect you if you're a random dude who's a barista who grew up in Wisconsin and you didn't know any Hindu people, but you know if you're a Hindu person or you're an Indian American and you go in there like that's annoying, you know? Probably. And if not annoying, then you might even have become inured to it, or you might have just gotten used to it, which is also depressing, in my opinion.
0: Now, the moment we've all been waiting for, to hoist or not to hoist? That is the question. So Drew, I'm going to let you start off. What What's it going to be,
1: sir? I feel like I'm going to half hoist, because I, I told you that I watched this show not chronologically. It was on in the background. It was... To me, a a, a show, on, a comedy on NBC, I believe it was on Thursday nights. That was near other comedies I was watching. I think I think it ran near The Office, which I was a huge fan of. I don't think I'm going to rewatch the show in chronological order now, just because we had trouble finding it. It's no longer on Netflix. It left Netflix. I I could go to the library, but what I think I'm going to do is is a um, a half watch. There are some cool episodes I remember specifically because they did some cool things. Like, I believe there's, like, two episodes of My Name is Earl. They're, like, based on cops. You know, like, they're shot like the reality television show Cops. And I I remember them very fondly. I don't remember the season of My Name is Earl where he's in jail. I feel like that didn't necessarily appeal to me as much as the more List-centric seasons. Um but the the gimmick episodes, I guess you might call them, I remember very fondly, so I think I might go out of my way to maybe look up some of those gimmick episodes on the Wikipedia episode list and me when I'm at the library next time picking up my comic books I'll see if there's a a my name is Earl collected box set, which I can just pick up
0: great well i I will at some point rewatch earl I, I think I'll maybe bounce back to i mean i might not necessarily rewatch all of it in um from the first episode again because i've already done that at least actually i i probably i probably watched it all the way through three times so i mean i don't really need to watch it all the way through four times unless i do want to compile a complete list which i'm you know what who knows you know you never know so maybe i because i did want to see that list and like what tony morrison said if there's If there's a story you want to read, it's your job to write it. So if there's a list I want to see, you know, it might be my job to write it.
1: So Jimbo, the question remains, are we going to hoist this show on it's petard? Or are we not going to hoist it? And I, I feel like maybe we need to work on phrasing because hoisting on a petard is negative. Whereas not hoisting is kind of positive. So maybe before the next episode, we can work on that terminology
0: no, I think I think our audience will figure it out. Uh Brian, uh Steve Tova, I think you guys can figure it out, right? You know.
1: <laughs> so, Drew,
0: to hoist or not
1: to hoist? Solely based on the pilot, this is a strong not not to hoist. Um great pilot. Real great characters. We did not talk enough about Jason Lee. The guy the guy eats, sleeps and drinks charisma. You know, he's magnetic on the screen. His narration is spot on I've seen him in other I've seen him in other stuff and the the accent that he affects in this show is not really his voice. you know like I've seen him in other movies and other shows, and he doesn't sound like Earl Hickey all the time, so it's a great performance from him and as a pilot, again, it just does so many things so well, and so many great character actors and side actors have a great. Um, opportunity to shine diverse cast great message great pilot not hoisted not hoisted at all
0: yeah completely agree not hoist i i was um i I was a little afraid that earl wouldn't hold up as well as west wing and as as i was watching it i was actually preparing to be defensive i was like dude drew can't talk shit about this show like as i was watching i was like this thing is even better than i remember like it's like he's like, he, like, I, I'm not going to let him say, it, it, you know, I, I, I'm going to have to defend it pretty strong. So I like came in assuming that you would maybe not have liked it as well as you did. And so I, I'm glad you really liked it. I'm glad I wasn't, I'm glad I wasn't as biased as I thought I was. I, it's, it's a not hoist. This is a strong show and everything you just said about Jason Lee is, is very correct. And I'm just going to add this, this goes back to like, even when he's, he, he does Earl so well. And like, he's not Earl. That's, that's not him. Like, that's, that's not him. He's, he is playing Earl and he does it so well. And I love the scene when, when he's, he's talking to Kenny and he calls him queer. And then he wants to, he doesn't want to offend him. So he says, excuse me, homosexual American. I mean, that was just like, that line was just so good, dude. you know, like he's like trying to be politically and he just, he just doesn't know any better, man. It's just so great.
1: Well, that's, that's what I'm talking about with punching down. Like, you know, like the gay character in that, in that scene is not the punchline. He's not being made fun of Earl is being made fun of, you know, so the show's not punching down. It's, it's punching up at Earl who has more institutional power than the gay character. So again, I, I hadn't seen this pilot for many years and I was like, wow, this for 2005, this is a super woke pilot.
0: All right. So we've agreed um, consensus, not hoist. So based off of our not hoisting, Drew, we're going to go to our petardar. So what's on our petardar? And I'm just going to go ahead and and, uh, not give you a chance to start first. I'm just going to start us off. Okay. So what's on our petardar? If you liked My Name is Earl. And I say the the one is Joe Dirt. If uh, Joe Dirt and My Name is Earl, I think go kind of hand in hand you know, main characters that are great people and you really like the character and actually both have Jamie Presley in it and they're both funny and they're both a good story and they both have a good moral. And so I would say, um if, if you like and in fact it's probably the other way around. People that like Joe Dirt should watch My Name is Earl because that's the more popular but yeah, Joe Joe Dirt is definitely my my first one. I do have a couple more, but Drew, do you wanna jump in now that I've
1: given you that opportunity? I, I will, and first with a correction, Jimbo, it's pronounced Dierte, Joe Dierte. I've watched that movie a few times, and so give him the respect he deserves. I will say this. Um, it's it's a good show portraying a blue-collar, working even sub-working-class group, but does so with dignity and respect, so I would call out Malcolm in the Middle. I would call out um, Roseanne. Definitely still worth your time. And I would I would even call out the lack of those shows today. You know, we're in a politically divisive atmosphere and, you know, media and art does help us, you know, see these different worlds. You know, you talked about how you saw a lot of things that reminded you of your past and My Name is Earl. I saw a lot of things that I that did not for me, but it helped me in some ways to kind of think about and understand, you know... Um maybe a different side of the American experience. And I will also recommend Mallrats because Jason Lee is good in everything. And Mumford. Mumford is another great Jason Lee performance. And that's an underrated weird movie from the mid-90s. Go go get it from the library.
0: So I also had Mallrats. Um agree. I would even add Dogma or even just anything Kevin Smith would probably be yeah, you know, around around the same. You know, the same interest. Uh, I also, Trailer Park Boys would definitely be another strong one. If you like this show, Trailer Park Boys is like an office version of My Name is Earl. It's a fake reality TV show that takes place inside of a trailer park, and it's excellent. It, it is funny. Um, not as good as, as My Name is Earl, but definitely good. And then my last one, I'm going to say Scrubs. I think the dynamic of the show, where you have a main character and they're inside their head a lot, and they're dealing with themes, and it's funny. I would say that um, My Name is Earl is to Scrubs as Blue Collar is to White
1: Collar. How's that? That's fine. When we get to Scrubs, we will spend an entire episode about how much I hate Scrubs, but that's okay. That's for the future.
0: Oh, dude. I I hate
1: Scrubs a lot.
0: I was thinking we need to do some some episodes that we want to hoist. Because this is, uh you know, this is embarrassing. That's not hoisting anything. This is, that's, that's what we do. We, every day we hoistling and we haven't hoisted anything.
1: Well, speaking of hoistling and needing to hoist some things, that segs us into the next episode, which is uh, a little bit infamous for having a, uh, a rough beginning with a strong ending and a strong second season. But next week, uh we're going to cover Joss Whedon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show which I have watched multiple times, and a show which, by most people's consensus, you need to skip the first season because it is a little rough. But I'm, 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 I'm giving you bias. I'm talking about it a little too much. But uh, if if you're in the mood for some hoisting, Jimbo, I, uh, I think, uh, I think there's going to be some hoisting of petards in your future.
0: Nice. I look forward to it, man. I'll make sure, um, I'll make sure my petards are fully packed with the powder because every day we're hoistling and if you're still listening then that means you owe us for this ad free entertainment remember you can repay your debt by doing one of three things go leave us an itunes review listen to more episodes or tell someone else about our podcast we'd like to thank jake drew for the intro and outro music you can follow us on any of those links you see in the show notes Every day we hoist on, Jimbo, out, throughout.